been quite the NCAA tournament. And to talk about that tournament and more, joining us from CBS, of course, an analyst for many of these games is Dan Bonner. Dan, thank you for the time. It is much appreciated. Nick Cattle's show here at Sports 1140 KHTK. Uh, do you think Gonzaga's seeding in the future, Dan, when you look back at their early exit this year, do you think that should impact their seeding in future years? You know, I don't think so. And, uh, you know, the whole your seeding in the NCAA tournament really has nothing to do with how you're going to perform. Uh, you know, a few years ago, we went to this net system and we decided we were going to make the whole season count and we weren't going to worry about how team was playing down the stretch. And what we've done with this quad one and quad two and all that kind of stuff is we have greatly overemphasized November and December. Uh, you know, that splat that you heard the other day was the Big Ten and all nine of their teams disappearing uh, for the second year in a row. And that, that has nothing to do with the quality of those teams. It's just that when your league performs so well in November and December, then you got a lot of quad one teams, according to the net, in your league, and you have a lot of chance to get those quad one and quad two wins. And now Gonzaga has done that forever. They've had to play really good teams and play very well in November and December. And so, I, you know, I don't think that's going to change, and I don't think they're – you know, how a team performs one year in the tournament doesn't really affect their seeding for the next year because each one's a separate thing. Dan, was St. Peter's that run the most special that you've witnessed in the tournament? Well, certainly it was fun because of where they, of what their, you know, their status is. You know, you read stories about how, you know, swimmers would walk through the visitor's locker room, <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, and their low budget and everything. And, no, so that was fun, but was it more fun than Sister Jean and Loyola a couple of years ago? Was it more fun than George Mason coming out of nowhere in 06? Uh, so, but it's, I don't know that you can rank those in any sort of order, but that's the thing that people love about the tournament because that kind of stuff seems to happen every year. No doubt. Dan Bonner is with us, CBS analyst, NCAA tournament, Nick Cattle Show here, Sports 1140 KHDK. Dan, did you have a problem with. Shaheen Holloway, that story coming out about him going to Seton Hall so quickly. I mean, I think many of us knew that it was a likelihood that he would end up at Seton Hall as soon as we saw that opening happen. But did you have a problem with how quick it was reported out? You know, five, ten minutes it's on Twitter right after that loss? No, not really. Uh, Not really. I think that if you look back at the way things have operated in college athletics for a long time. That may be a little quick, but anytime a coach has a run like that in the NCAA tournament at a smaller school, almost immediately that coach is launched into a larger school, which is why I have no objection to the transfer portal, uh, which is why I have no objection to players being able to move freely because coaches do all the time. And Even more than that, schools are now doing it, switching from one league to the other. So, no, I don't have any problem with that. It was a little fast, yeah, but that's just a matter of uh, degree. Not I don't think that's really all that important. Dan, when you were looking at this bracket and and everything and and thinking of Coach K and what he's been through and and this last run, did you expect this run to the Final Four from Duke this year? Not really. Uh, I think that – you know, I think you have to throw out that last regular season game against North Carolina 
that whole business, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, uh, with all the fanfare uh, during that last game, I think put way too much pressure on the kids on the team. And so I think you throw that one out. But you can't throw out the fact that they got drubbed in the ACC tournament by Virginia Tech. Right. And I, I think that Duke is like a lot of teams. They, if they get the wrong matchup in a tournament, then they're in trouble. Uh, but I think to their credit, uh, they went back after that ACC tournament and they really, they've developed uh, a really potent offensive game, better offensive game in terms of their shooting percentage in this NCAA tournament than they've had uh, during the regular season. And they did that against a couple of pretty good defensive teams, Texas Tech and Arkansas, for example. And I think that's the key to their run, that they, uh, they have found this offensive mojo and they're able to put offensive pressure on other teams because one thing we've seen in this tournament is there are a lot of teams that have a problem putting points on the board. And if you can put points on the board and force teams to try to play catch-up, then you're really in business. Dan, is Coach K your GOAT? And if not, where does he kind of rank in your list of all-time coaches? You know, that's a really interesting question, and I think I heard Charles Barkley answer it really well. When he tried to explain it, it's sort of a generational thing. I would acknowledge that Mike Krzyzewski is the greatest coach of his era, of his generation, if that's the way you want to say it. I don't know that you can look at every other coach who's ever coached and say Mike Krzyzewski is the greatest of all of them because each each era is a little bit different. You know, John Wooden was the greatest coach of his era. right? Uh, and so I think that's the way I would put it, and I agree with Charles about that. Mike Krzyzewski is the greatest coach of his era. There's no question of his era. There's no question in my mind. But, you know, I'm hesitant to say anybody is the greatest in anything when we've been at it for so long. Yeah, I agree with you. When we have those player conversations and the LeBron versus MJ thing, that won't go away. Different eras, different times, the evolution of the game, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Dan, Bill Self, he's had some early exits with Kansas. Uh, Do you give Jay Wright the advantage in that matchup? No, I don't. And I don't because Jay Wright is missing one of his key guys. Yep. This, is, this isn't a Villanova team that has one or two outstanding players, a guy that, you know, you just throw the ball to every time the game is on the line. This is one of those, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts teams. And when you lose a key part, that makes it hard to carry on. And let me say that uh, the Moore kid isn't the only one, isn't the only one of their parts that's missing. They have a kid, uh, his name's Jordan Longino, uh, who was in their rotation as one of the peripheral guys. You know, 6'5", 220 pounds. They really liked him because he was a football quarterback and a hard-nosed kid. And he's hurt, too. He's out. And so now you got to dig down deeper. you got to go with Chris Archidiacono and, uh, uh, you know, Brian Antoine. And so I just think that it's going to be very difficult. Uh, the coaches are not going to play. Uh, And so I think Jay Wright is actually at a disadvantage because he's missing one of his key pieces. Last one for you, Dan. Got about a minute. And again, thanks for your time. Uh, Your thoughts on Hubert Davis making this run as a first-time head coach at at a college like UNC, which, uh, you know, such rich tradition and history. I think it's uh, Hubert's done a fabulous job. It's there's obviously a lot of pressure on him. He was replacing another coaching legend. And he decided to put his own stamp on it, not to try to do it the way it was done before. And they built up gradually during the season. They had their ups and downs. But 
you know, as long as they can keep Armando Baycott in the game, I think they have a chance now uh, to beat anybody. Dan, thank you. Great stuff. And let's do this again soon. I appreciate you. All right. Thanks for the invitation, Nick. All right. Thank you. There goes Dan Bonner, CBS analyst, NCAA tournament.